Hi, everybody. Happy New Year. I'm Pastor Eddie, and I want to welcome you to Living Life Journal for Spiritual Formation. And today's study, we're talking about the Messiah's identity. I don't know if you've noticed, but over the years, uh, people out there in the real world have questioned all things about our Christian faith. For many years, people were questioning the authenticity of the Bible, of Holy Scripture. But in these last days, in these recent days, there are many people that are questioning the identity of Jesus Christ. There are unbelievers that proclaim all kinds of things, that Jesus didn't exist, that he's not real, that he was a myth, that he wasn't who he said he was, that he was just a man. Now, I'm here to tell you that Jesus Christ is more than just a man. He is God. He is divine. But this question of the Messiah's identity, it's a battle. It's a struggle that has been raging on for years. It has been for the past 2,000 years, and it will continue. So it's important for us as believers to come together, to examine Scripture, to read Scripture, and to properly understand and be able to explain the Messiah's identity. So let's look at the scripture, Mark chapter 8, starting at verse 27. Mark chapter 8, verse 27 through chapter 9, verse 1. Jesus and his disciples went on to the villages around Caesarea Philippi. On the way, he asked them, Who do people say I am? They replied, Some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others one of the prophets. But what about you? he asked. Who do you say I am? Peter answered, You are the Messiah. Jesus warned them not to tell anyone about him. He then began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the teachers of the law, and that he must be killed and after three days rise again. He spoke plainly about this, and Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But when Jesus turned and looked at his disciples, he rebuked Peter. Get behind me, Satan, he said. You do not have in mind the concerns of God, but merely human concerns. Then he called the crowd to him along with his disciples and said, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me and for the gospel will save it. What good is it for someone to gain the whole world yet forfeit their soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? If anyone is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, the Son of Man will be ashamed of them when he comes in his Father's glory with the holy angels. And he said to them, Truly I tell you, some who are standing here will not taste death before they see that the kingdom of God has come with power. In Mark chapter 8, verse 27, Jesus does a masterful job 
of teaching the disciples about his identity. And I want you to take a close look at how Jesus did it. In Mark chapter 8, verse 27, we read that Jesus and his disciples were on their way to a village near Caesarea Philippi. So on the way to this town, Jesus asked them the question, who do other people say that I am? So let's just take a look at that for a minute. You know, Jesus and the disciples were very busy. Every single time Jesus and his disciples would enter into a town or village, they were bombarded. They were bombarded by people with needs, by the Pharisees, by the Sadducees, by, law by lawyers. Um, you know, they were very busy. If Jesus would go into a house, it would be full of people. So it seems that the only real downtime that Jesus had with his disciples, just Jesus and his disciples, the only real time they had to talk was when they were on their way to somewhere. You know, by the campfire, on the Roman road, in the desert, in the wilderness. And it was in this setting, in this intimate private setting, that Jesus demonstrates to us what a magnificent and amazing teacher he was. Because basically he starts his lesson with a question. He doesn't start with the answer. Jesus was humble. He came as a servant. He didn't force himself down people's throat. He allowed people to experience him, to experience Jesus, to experience his miracles. And the people all by themselves came to the conclusion that Jesus was the Son of God. That's the way Jesus taught. So Jesus asked the disciples a question, you know, what do the other people say that I am? And the disciples gave the typical answers, that you're a prophet, that you're John the Baptist, that you're Elijah, okay? So then Jesus kind of shifts gears, and he looks towards the disciples, and he says to them, okay, boys, you've been with me for about three years now. Who do you say that I am? He's asking them this question to see if they're ready for what's to come. And at that moment, Peter answers, you are the Messiah. You know, and when Peter said that you are the Messiah, that's kind of a, a loaded word. Because for Peter and the disciples and the Jewish people at large, the Messiah means to them, you know, a descendant of King David that's going to come like a king. He's going to set up his throne. He's going to kick out the Romans. And it's going to be the good old days again. Okay, And what Jesus did is he clarified to them about his identity, about his messiahship. Jesus told his disciples, you know, boys, I'm heading back to Jerusalem. And when I go back to Jerusalem, you know, they're going to arrest me. They're going to try me and they're going to kill me. They're going to crucify me. So this revelation or this teaching that Jesus gave Peter and the disciples was a shock to their system. It was a blow to their stomach because that wasn't their understanding of the Messiah. The Messiah is a king. The Messiah is glorious. But Jesus was teaching something different. He was teaching about the dying Messiah. You know, and at that moment in Mark 8, it says that Jesus took Peter aside and he rebuked him. And he said to him, get thee behind me, Satan. You know, he rebuked Peter because his understanding of what a Messiah was wasn't the right one. It wasn't the correct one. So at that point, Jesus not only defined his identity, he defined our identity.
He defined the identity of the church. He defined the identity of his disciples. He defined the identity of those who follow Christ. Let me explain it this way. You know, Jesus said, if you are going to be my disciple, if you're going to follow me, the cost of discipleship, then you too will have to deny yourself and lay down your life. In other words, I'm setting the example as the dying Messiah, and you're going to have to follow that example. Now, we live in a world today where there's a lot of identity complexes out there. You know, there are people that have questions about their gender. There are people that have questions about their political affiliations. There are people that are questioning if the earth is flat, if it's their life after death. There's just so many identity issues out there. And what Jesus did, Jesus' answer was, if we're going to make a difference in this world, we need to be clear about what is our identity and the identity of Christ and the identity of the church, because that's going to be like an anchor. That's going to be like a lighthouse. That's going to be like a light in the darkness. When all the people in all the world are confused about identity and who they are, but they see us, they see the church, they see the message of Christ, and they see, wow, his identity is clear. He is divine. He is the Son of God. He came to save us from our sins. And they see you and me living a life just like Christ did, where we lay down our lives for other people. They're going to be blown away, and they're going to see the truth in us. So let's conclude our message for today. You know, as we pray, I just wanted to share uh, just a tidbit here about my church as a local pastor. As we start the new year here in 2019, in the month of January, you know, the vision for the year is together in mission, together in mission. And, you know, that's how Christ, you know, defined his identity. You know, when Jesus talked about himself or his identity, he didn't spend a lot of time talking about his divinity and that he's God, even though he is, because he was a humble servant. Jesus focused on his mission, why I came, why I am here, and what I'm about to do. So I say that just as a gentle reminder to all of you, to all of us, that as we um, fulfill our destinies, our purpose, as we fulfill our identity, why we were created, uh, it all goes back to mission. You know, what is our mission? Why are we here? What are we supposed to do? Because that is what's very helpful in defining our identity, our identity in Christ. So let's pray. Heavenly Father God, uh, just as those disciples wrestled with uh, your mission of going to die in Jerusalem, there are many things that we as your children and disciples that we wrestle with. Sometimes we wrestle with your plan. Sometimes we wrestle with your purpose. We don't understand it, and there are times where we resist it. So, Father God, we open our hands, we open our hearts, and Lord, we just want to be humble servants. We want to be followers of Christ, Lord God. Follow His example and be people of self-denial, Lord God. 
So we pray that your will be done in our lives, in our churches, in our ministries. We pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. For a single soul, reaching a world and stepping in closer, see Jesus.